Alright guys, well, this is episode one for Discord Thoughts Podcast. Um, I am Nick, uh, joined with Isaiah and Kyle. Uh, what do you guys say to getting this started? Do, huh? Oh. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm Isaiah. I'm a bitch. I agree. <laughs> Personally, I could uh, I could vouch for that. No, um, but um, a little small introduction for any viewers that decide that uh, this podcast will be a perfect fit for you. Um, this podcast will mainly just be about us three dipshits uh, talking about random situations, uh, mainly trying to stick to fictional um, solutions to any world problem. So like a worldwide extinction or a nuclear bomb or a world war where the U.S. gets taken over. And then we, we question each other on what we what would we do in these situations and kind of ask like further um, go on a, like a little further dive uh, with specific detailed questions and just try and see opinion based wise, what us three would do and see if anybody out there else relates. And hopefully uh, you guys can leave some comments on some of our uh, episodes and we'll be able to ask questions to each other that you guys would like to hear us discuss and question each other about. All right, well, uh, Izzy, if you want to get started for us, do you have any questions about the title for this episode being zombies? Well, the first question is, what would you do if a zombie apocalypse happened? Um... Probably murder like trillions of people, to be honest. Oh, definitely. Definitely. No. no. <laughs> All right. Calm, calm down here, Stalin. <laughs> no, um, genuinely, I, I have a full belief that the first plan of action would to be find some type of weaponry uh, with firearms. Uh, either have one to two in the house that I live in and build up some ammunition and hunker down in the house for a week and a half to two weeks. Well, I mean, I already live in your game room, so... so. <laughs> like, like, I kind of have to be your right-hand man. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, quick, quick question. Uh, not including any zombies or anything, but uh, you want a bag of pretzels? Do I want a bag? Yeah. Yeah. They'd be nice to sit down and snack. Fuck on. it. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll let any viewers hear my loud ass chew. You know? Hey. A little bit all of ASMR in the podcast. All I got is fans. But um, the reason I say a week and a half to two weeks of hunkering down and just bordering up in the house and waiting it out is I feel if a worldwide spread happened and we got notified very last minute and there was shit going around, going down all around us, you know, everybody's going to be panicking. Everybody's going to be getting, you know, food, 
first aid shit, all of that stuff, and then worry about ways to protect themselves. So this entire time that everybody's hoarding just grocery stores and fucking pharmacies, I'm just instantly gonna go for... I mean, shit, Kyle, we have a weapon shop right down the road from us. It's five minutes away. I can drive there in two minutes. No laws in the zombie apocalypse, right? I'll go 100 down that bitch. <laughs> I, still I still want that route, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I feel like I'd focus more on getting a personal way to protect myself and a secondary way to protect uh, the people in the house and hunker down and wait out because the stupid people that just go out and instantly go for food and freak out and fight each other over food and try and kill each other to make sure that they have enough resources for any group that they have or their families at home or just themselves if they're solo those are the people that are going to be bitten first and that's that's like saying if it's like a walking dead type situation you get bit you change you know um, yes. So I feel like waiting it out first is going to be the easiest way to survive after the panic. Make sure there's weaponry in the house. Stay in the house with no sound, no light, and try and be as calm and quiet as possible for the first two weeks. And then after that, start setting out for like search parties for food any like any ways to get gasoline for uh vehicles and then start setting out and looting all of these filled up shopping carts and filled up backpacks that just got dropped or thrown around from other people fighting for all these extra resources and anything on like you know dead bodies and stuff as, as much as it sucks to say you know, worldwide panic is going to happen. You're going to have to loot dead bodies. What I'm saying is, if there's nobody around, we can throw a rave. Uh, obviously. <laughs> Honestly, Nick, so, so to go off what you were saying, uh, the waiting it out a few days at least, I feel like... So if the zombie apocalypse does just start... I feel like it'll take at least like a month, maybe two, for your electricity and internet die down. So I think I'd spend that time researching as much as I could about the basic necessities of survival. I mean, I wouldn't... And like, there's always going to be books. I mean, I wouldn't really like waste time on doing that, though, because survival, one is in instinct. Your, um, I mean, your personal body, your personal brain chemistry already has its own route of survival, fight f and flight. So you're either going to be stuck in a situation, right, where this apocalypse happens and you're going to go out in public and beat the shit out of people just to have food because you don't know when then your next meal is going to be if you don't or you find a way to stay safe and you avoid the situation, flight. I'm, my initial reaction is going to be avoid interaction for higher survival rate. Yeah. yeah. See. At least in the start. In the start of it, when there's worldwide panic, I'm not going to want to be out there where everybody's being shot in the face for a bag of fucking Cheerios. You're also looking at it kind of like, not in a perfect world, but like in a positive light. 
uh, you're not even thinking about like water. Like, we could have water, but they could go bad. The groundwater. You also, have to, you also have to think though. So you're going to have people that know how to purify that shit is what I'm saying. Because there's going to be a lot of people that don't know, including me, which is why I personally would be I, I can understand that, but also a lot of that stuff's going to be in a local library. Once shit dies down and we go on, like, adventures for, like, any more resources and stuff to stock up for a little bit longer in case we feel like it's still not quite safe to be out here, to be out here for hours looking for resources, books... Take this. You don't have to use the internet. Now, it still might be active for quite a while. Hell, there's still people that years down the road in an apocalypse probably still have power without generators, you know? And I'd say a lot, of, a lot of the s survival stuff that like somebody could research, a lot of it is just common sense. You know, if... If there's pipeline work in your town, you get boil advisories. Boil your water. If you don't know how to make fire, it's common science. Friction. Find something that burns. Make it really fucking hot any way you fucking can. And if you still can't get something to light, find some type of way to cause a spark. Right? Your, your situation with water. There's still going to be rain. There's still going to be natural events that happen yeah. in our atmosphere right so okay collectors, set out jars if you have to just to collect rain you don't even have to have tarps that collect yeah, gallons yeah, of water a kool-aid single it'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but like nick you're saying rain but what if the apocalypse happens in the middle of a hot fucking summer there's no rain for months you living in the desert yeah, yeah, like where the fuck Dude, are you? We, Arizona? Nobody lives in Arizona. In Ohio, right? <laughs> Just the past month, we've had what five fucking storms. Like, and then even then, there was light rain today. I don't know why you were looking over at me. Like, I know I don't leave this room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but Kyle, you what, what you said, you really think all the internet's going to go down and all that in like a couple months? I mean, it's definitely possible because like, people are going to be really caring about stuff like that. They're going to be caring about necessities, water, food. Uh, not a lot of people are going to think about, oh my God, the internet until it actually goes out. Because that's when people are like, oh, shit. So, Kyle, from your point of view, at least, what would you do the day that it is announced to the U.S. public? Seek shelter, don't go Whoa. outside. And there's this huge warning of a zombie apocalypse. And you look outside and there's just fucking massacre. There's people running away everywhere. There's guts on the road because somebody got ripped apart. You know, well, what would you do? Well, before, Before I, I even give my opinion on this, I do have a better question, but one up your question. How far do you think the government would let it go in order to not cause panic in the like public eye? Once it starts to spread. I think if, I think if it's if it's a worldwide spread, as in it started somewhere else before it reaches us, 
they aren't going to let us know. They're going to try and hide it with military. They're going to send National Guard out somewhere to hold, like, hold airports down so nobody's traveling through airlines. They're going to hold down ports. Nobody's traveling through boat. They're going to try and keep it secluded first and not tell anybody. So the only people that would know is if those people in the military told family back home, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think they would genuinely wait until there is tens to hundreds of thousands in the U.S. And then they'd broadcast it everywhere. They wouldn't warn you right before it happened. They'd warn you as it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. They'd want to try and keep it as secluded to the government as possible, which personally I think is fucked up. Like, let us know. Let us at least start preparing before it's too late and everybody panics and kills each other over resources. You know? But I feel like that's something that they wouldn't do. <clears throat> see, like, I see why they would try to hide it, but at the same time, that just creates a whole issue of, like, another level of distrust. By the way, I need to get a way better mic. Like, I see you over there with your face and your mic. It is not picking up you chewing at all. Listen to this. <laughs> my mic is away from my face. The mic monitoring is down, and my noise suppression is on in Discord, and it's still picking it up. Oh, my noise suppression wasn't even on. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. No, but back to the initial question, what would you personally do? Because, like you've already said, you live in this house with me. So, like, would you would you follow in my footsteps and try and like, help secure the fact that, you know, two people going out and trying to make sure we have weaponry in this house to at least hold ourselves down first? See, I don't know if I'd follow in your exact footsteps because there's definitely going to be some things that we like have to sit down and talk about and agree upon. But I do feel like I'm going to be next to you almost every step of the way, unless it's something like I really disagree on. And then I'm just going to let you know about it. And that's as far as it goes. Because like we've been friends for how long? Um. Seven years now. Long, Long since ass 2016. time. 2016. God, God damn, really? I didn't know. Well, you're his fucking cousin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And not once has your intuition been wrong since I've known you. And that's even after I stopped talking to you for two and a half years, just out of the blue. And then we clicked like nothing ever happened. Crazy. 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 <laughs> no, I, I'd like to say it's like my personal superpower. Like, it's not something I can control. It's not something that I do on purpose. It's I can just read situations very quickly. I can scan the room pretty easily and know if it's a vibe or not. I know if we need to get the fuck out, stay away. If we need, just need to lay low and just gently talk or if we're able to just do whatever the fuck we want. And I can do the same thing with reading people. I can know if they're going to genuinely be a good type of person or if they're just going to sit around and fuck you over. I mean, uh, with, like, being able to read people, at least, I've proven that to you how many times since high school, bro. Like, I was proving that shit to you when I was 17, and I turned... 22, what? Three days ago? 
Like I've been proving that shit to you for years. But like I can I can see that like we would we would see different situations differently. Uh, I mean, obviously we're two different people. So you'd have your own opinion about what we should do first. And like like you said, I feel like we would have to kind of discuss rather than me be like, hey, we're going to go do this. Because your level of panic would be different than my level of panic. Your own instincts would be different than mine. Like, like I, I panic every time I can't find the pen <laughs> when I'm laying in bed. <laughs> I feel the same way over my vape, dude. I'll have it on my yeah, chest just, and, then, yeah. and I'll have that faint memory of, oh, I laid it. I laid it beside my thigh while I was laying here watching TikToks or something. And I'll reach down to my thigh. I'm like, where the fuck's my vape? Where did it go? And it's just still the laying down my chest. It makes it crazy. Yeah, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, everything, everything will be fine. And then I remember I have an addiction. And I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> but um, say, say you weren't living with me, right? You just had like your own apartment by yourself or something. What would you personally do in a worldwide spread Zombie apocalypse. So, so this is, is just me on my own. You're not, You're not around. Izzy's not, Izzy's not around. Say say you were still like living in Marysville or something, or maybe out in Columbus. You're over an hour away. Let's say something like that, right? So even if you did try to reach out for us to like if I'm link up enough. and like survive together type stuff, like you still have your own steps to be able to get to that point. Like what would you do? I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I first things first is definitely finding a means of communication, and then from there, I just do what I know you would do. In all honesty, just kind of wait for a few days, go out, scavenge, because like I'm on my own. I'm obviously gonna have a gun, and if I'm on my own, all I gotta worry about is me. So just, so just wait it out until you guys come and get me. No, so you, so you would wait for a rescue, not you would go to find safety. I know, I know you, you would have, have a plan. Because you, you think everything through. through. I think, I think what's, what's first. first. You think you what's, what's last, last mm-hmm. if, that if that makes sense. Yeah. I make preemptive plans to yeah. reach the final part of the plan. So, so I know you're, you're coming to get me. You're going to have a plan for me to start... To start acting on as soon as we touch base so my only goal is like halo reach survive like yeah um kind of like a sidebar off of what you said finding a means of communication and with your question about like what like at one point do you think the government would like let us know this is happening i feel like i don't know if cell towers will even be up or if power will still be running. We don't know what the government they could, they could shut us down. Yeah. They could be like, worldwide panic. Boop. No more communication. Everybody's just freaking the fuck out because they can't get a hold of anybody. You know, they could fuck us over royally. And then the only means of communication that we might be able to find is like radio signals. So like truck radios, police radios, or military radios, you know, whatever... You know, because there's people that collect that kind of stuff. There's pe- they, there's grandpas right now that have their Shit. trucker radios inside their living room. I used to do that stuff with my great grandma. Uh, is Isaiah? You know, uh, Grandma Gordon. She has that uh, all gold trucker radio on her bookshelf. Yep. 
Yeah, you get me in a car with one of them FM transmitters. You know I'm just turning it straight to 89.7. <laughs> I'm going to put a Bluetooth in there and put on some Baby Keen. Imagine wearing some beats and you just go into the mall for like big resources. Maybe this shit happens right before winter, so you're like, I got to stock up on Everything. Listening to family. Just Fuck you, mean. Just popping bullets. This goes to the beat. But uh, kind of back on track. Uh, Isaiah, what would what would you personally do? Would you try and stay with family? Because I know your your living situation right now. You're kind of tied in with family. Yes. So. I thought this. I thought this too. Mm-hmm. But I was watching Walk. When I was watching The Walking Dead. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm only with my, with my family, a stepmom and my dad. Mm-hmm. I would, we would stay bunkered down for a good while because dad, military background, mm-hmm. Angie, loves to stock up. We have plenty of resources. Mm-hmm. Dad has plenty of guns for the, for all of us. Not, not actual gun, like handguns and stuff. Yeah, that's something I was going to ask you about, like, sidebar, was do you think that he has um, weapons in the house? Like to where you yes, guys I, didn't have I, to go out I, and get any. And I know where they are too, so Okay. Okay. He has plenty of handguns for the rest of us. We would wait out the good father figure is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we would we would wait it out for like a good week or two and then I know dad and me would go over to Grandma's and Jeff's because mm-hmm. he had he has guns too. Mm-hmm. Um and then make my way towards we would start our group so me and dad and angie grandma and jeff i'll make my way towards my mom and them because my grandpa has crazy guns mm-hmm. same with my uncle mike he has tons of ars tons of shotguns and then we would make our way towards you guys because come on family mm-hmm. and then we would all f- just find like a like a A neighborhood that has like two houses. Each one of us gets bunkered into one of those houses mm-hmm. next to each other, and then, like, like, and then, like you and like you would do, we would go out every couple of days, go and duty and all that for ammo and stuff. Because we, we, with with this group already, we have plenty of guns. Uncle, my uncle Mike, my my grandpa, dad, Jeff, plenty of guns already. So something kind of into that. Is that something that you think would, like, officially go through? Because I like I know your dad. He he has previous uh, military experience. When I was in the Marines, me and him talked a little bit about the stuff that he went through, and he he kind of like talked to me just kind of see if we related on back then when he was in the military compared to the stuff that I went through while I was going through my military training. And really like, different. Like, do you think he would have? the same feelings about it you have like family first let's yes let's we are a family first branch out do you think he would yes even think about like my dad's side of the family so all of us or do you think he'd kind of stick to like the smaller group that you guys have with you guys he, would, he was take he was took to our family first mm-hmm. and then be like hey do you have any families close by we can get them in and then we, we, we would go get them mm-hmm. He was he was sick to our family first. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of kind of veering away from like su- the support aspect of it. What if 
they were out of the house and it was just you and you have no idea if they're making it back or not, right? Maybe they're trapped somewhere or something. What, do you, what would you personally do if it was just you in this start of a worldwide outbreak? Like, would you... Would you kind of like wait it out for a, minute, a few, like maybe an hour or something, see if they come back or something? Or do you think you would kind of venture off on your own and get set up for yourself and then try and travel out to see if there's any family members left? Yeah, so what or I would even do. Survivors itself. Board up, board up the whole house, obviously. Mm-hmm. Turn off all the lights like you would do and everything. Get my dad's guns. Lock up, lock up, lock, lock up all the food just in case dudes would come by and try to loot me. They won't be able to get in. I would, yes, I would wait for a couple hours to see if they come back. And if they don't, I'll bring guns, ammo with me. Go looting them on all the stores I have. Hell, I'll even loot McDonald's, Krogles. Get enough resources, come back, wait another day or two to see if they come back. And if not, then yes, I would go venture out to find other family members. Because in that, man, I'd be like, okay, they're dead. Yeah. Either that or the book or something, and I just don't know where they are. So, um, for for your personal view on it, for your own personal survival, once you are in that mentality of, I'm on my own, I don't think they're coming back, what would your initial s- steps be for your own personal survivor survival going out into the world, knowing that there's a chance that you know, there could be hordes, there could be random survivors that are out to just their own, their own group is just out to just kill survivors just to take loot, or, you know, there's always a chance of a trap or a random people needing help. Like, what would you personally do in that situation for yourself? Okay, so, first thing, Damn, get all the duffel bags on going. Mm-hmm. Get all the duffel bags we have in the house. We have tons of them. Gather up all the blankets, the coats, the shoes, everything. Mm-hmm. Don't kill. Fucking high heels, still footwell. Get all the food. Get all the resources, the paper towels, toilet paper, toothbrush, toothpaste. Not that bad anymore, but still. Get literally everything. Razors. Dad, dad, dad has walkie-talkies. Literally get everything out of the house. Park it on my car. Um, save up on... Um, dad has um, jerry cans in the barn. Fill up all those jerry cans with gas mm-hmm. and just i'll be like walking dead um if i see a house i go and i go and loot it clear that house and i just keep driving and just keep looting so until i find a good place to go down and then just live there for like a couple months mm-hmm. so at least in your town before you venture out of the town are you going to try and go door to door or are you going to pick specific houses at random like You'll go down the street a little bit and be like, you know, I'm I'm gonna check this house out. Or are you gonna go door to door and see if you can create a group? I would, see, I would do that too. But I would mostly go to the houses that I know have a lot of fucking resources that I could use. Yeah. Like there's a person up the street that fucking almost rich kind of mm-hmm. uh, take all those shit. <laughs> He's like, hey, if there's a government that gets created after this shit, I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> I would bring Neil and Charlie with me because they're good fucking mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that your neighbors across the street that uh, we used to go fishing with? Right across the street. Yeah. What? Then is, is it that your neighbors that we went on that uh, fishing trip with to the dam? No. No. No, different ones? 
different one. But yeah, they have good fucking mechanics. I bring them with me. Yes, they would slow me down because they are kind of handicapped. Mm-hmm. But the, if, I, if, I, if I call Vic down, they're right fucking on it. Yeah. And I will take all the fucking call parts, every fucking thing they have. So, uh, a question for both of you. I'll start with you first, Isaiah, since, I mean, you're the one actively talking right now because we've been asking questions. What would your main worries be in this type of situation? Like, do you think you'd be overwhelmed for a long time and, like, you just have this lingering panic settling in and like just one day in the start of this you just have a full-on panic attack you lose your mind or you think you'll be kind of do you think mentally you'll be prepared for something like that okay so i don't care how skilled or trained you are we're going to panic for the first couple days Mm -hmm. i'm going i'm probably going to have a panic attack but my dad has raised me to be a survival with his mm-hmm. military background. Yeah. So I think I'll be good after like a week. And then I'll be like, okay, I need to, I need to survive. Just stop fucking around. I need to get out there. Mm-hmm. So my first worry would be, is everyone dead? Gotcha. Uh, Kyle, for you, uh, how do you think you would handle the situation for like the first two months mentally? Like, do you think you'd, you'd be all right with like being in this household and like you think mentally you'd be secure enough to handle stuff like that and be able to go out and know that, you know, in this type of situation, you'd have to always have a survivalist type of mentality and always watch your back. Like, do you think you'd mentally be stable enough to hold your own if it ever came down to it? And in, like know personally that you are all right shit man uh you knew like you know my childhood you know what i came up from you know what i've been through it's definitely not a question of do i think i could do it i'm going to like you know about like the whole situation with my dad about how I was stuck with him because my mom left when I was at a young age and stuff like that and like how he treated me and you knew my mentality through all that but I still stuck through it did what I needed to do I almost almost slipped up but then again as soon as I did I ran to you we sat down and figured out what to do what we needed and we got our shit together so I definitely feel like I'm going to be able to kind of keep my cool um, in private. Of course, I'm always going to have myself doubt myself, like sacrifice. You know what I mean? There's always going to be like these thoughts at the back of your head, but they're just thoughts until it happens. So I, I don't think I'd struggle mentally terribly because mm-hmm. I've already been through not similar but certain things in my life that I've been a lot lower through you know what I mean yeah so what you're saying Kyle is when you're alone it does always be that these um what if questions in your head like oh what the fuck did, what if this happens what if that happens what if this happens yeah. what if that happens um, 
Everybody tends to be like a little bit of an overthinker nowadays. Oh, yeah. So, of course, everybody's biggest enemy is going to be themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so kind of based off that, um, Isaiah, Isaiah, since we're kind of like looping around with questions, you, you started with the very first. Um, do you have any like in-depth questions, questions that like you're that, wondering like, how each one each would one handle a situation or anything like that? Okay. Let's say, Nick, you only want like there's no like, there's you no have Kyle or nothing Kyle. like that. It's just me. It's just... Uh, let's say he, you're in the house by yourself. They're, they're all gone doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And let's say you have like some resources, but not enough to like survive like a month. Mm -hmm. Let's say, a, what would you do if a group tries to break into your house? What are you doing first? What are you doing last? What's your first thoughts? I think, I think. Um, I think I'm saying I would, like a group, of, a group or two, a group or two or three. Okay, so like a started group, a very small group. Yeah, I think, they just started. I think I would try my hardest to stay quiet initially but not quiet to the point to where I'm scared. Like, I'm not going to sit in the corner and shake and panic. I'm going to see how it plays out in the start, right? So if they're actively trying to break in, they're going to try doors first, whether it's opening it, kicking it, shooting it, you know, whatever they have planned to get in as fast as possible. I think I would... I think I'm more than capable enough to set myself up, even without... A firearm in the house actively right now um i'm more than capable of being able to figure out the situation before it happens i know where i'm going to put myself i know what i'm going to do first if something is if somebody is to come through that door in full attack mode you know because there you know you don't know what kind of survivor is going to come into your territory you can have people that are specifically out just to murder you so they don't have to deal with any conflict. They don't have to deal with any negotiation. They're just there to kill and take, right? Or you'll have those people that are just looking for somewhere to hide and sit down. And hopefully that place has resources and things die down and everybody's chill and cool with each other. You don't know what's going to happen. So I think... I think if it goes the bad route, where they are genuinely getting in to kill and take, they don't give a fuck. I think the moment that door opens, it's getting kicked right back into their face and then swung right back out to where I'm able to shoulder charge whoever's right there. And in that initial moment, we'll have to be... I'll, I'll already see where whoever is with them is at by the point... I swing that door open, they're either going to be piled at the door and being stumbled backwards onto the porch, or there'll be one or two down on the bottom step of the porch, you know, down by the sidewalk, ready just in case. And at that point, it'll have to be a very split second decision on what action's next and like figuring out 
what is dropped, if anything's dropped, what's in the hands of these people, if it's firearms, knives, if it's just baseball bats, you know, you don't, it'll be decided as the action happens. Um, but I think I'll be more than capable enough to decipher it quickly enough as it happens. Okay, same question for you, Kyle. What's your first initial thoughts? I mean, if you're around, if someone's trying to break in. Honestly, I'd have to go the same route as Nick of staying quiet. Uh, honestly, I would let them pass. I'd probably like relocate depending on the situation. Um, I'm going to be completely alone. So I'm going to try to isolate my attacks, if that makes sense. Not really, just go in hard wild, don't like do anything too risky that's gonna make noise or whatever. I'm gonna get my fucking Batman Arkham Asylum on, bro. I'm gonna crawl on top of the fucking roof. Are you capable of defending yourself if they do get through the door? Personally, I feel like I am. Um. I'm always going to have a weapon of some sort. I don't think it'll ever be down to just my bare hands, but I'll do what it takes. It'll back off like I'm a baby doll. I'll use anything before my bare hands. Stab him with your fucking weed. Goldage. <laughs> I have a couple broken. It could work. Don't then go ape shit because you broke it. Um, so I think we'll, we'll try and come up with a, one or two more questions and then I actually have some, uh, factual data about quote unquote zombies, uh, for you guys, uh, as we get closer to 40 minutes, uh, getting ready to come up. We're at 38 right now. So if either of you have a question that you kind of been lingering on or are wondering about. Um, you can ask them, or we can just go straight into it, but it's, it's kind of up to you guys. You got a question, Kyle? Uh, no, I'm ready to just get straight into it. Okay, I got one more question. <clears throat> All right. Go on. go on. What type of group would you want to be? Um, I'd, I'd say with the plans that me and Kyle have, at least, because uh, we've kind of sidebarred this conversation before uh, a few weeks ago and then before that maybe months ahead before now um, you know like normal talk that people have about stupid shit you know it just happens to come up and you just go on a rant about it and just make stupid ass plans and like go really in depth even though you think it'll never fucking happen ever you just you just creating a life together type of shit in a fantasy thought, you know? Um, I think that I personally would try and create a small group first, but I wouldn't call it a group until it is 10 and up. I think if it's anywhere below 10, it is individual. It is just individual. So everybody is focused on themselves and they're not really worried about who's around them and what action they're going to take to keep other people safe. 
once it starts becoming a bigger group, that's when emotions start getting attached to other people. That's when, uh, you know, once we're secluded and we're hiding out for the night, we're trying to get sleep. That's when people come together and talk about like their, their lives right before this apocalypse happened, right? You know, things that they can try and relate to other people with to feel some type of normal. Um, I think I'd want to, I wouldn't call it a group until we reach about 10 plus people. And then at that point, uh, for at least four to five months, at least just be a scavenger group and look for survivalists and resources. And then at that point, I'd want to create a town where it's genuinely just set to help the people that we have in our group, but also look for straggling survivors. Like, I don't want to be a town that brings in a group of eight because at that point you don't know what type of people they are. You don't know if they're genuinely kind people and like it's 100% all of them are that way. Yeah, Because you can take in a group of eight and five of them are really good. There's like one that's super sketchy and the rest of them are like, pieces of shit internally but they're putting on this fake smile just to get some resources and then they just start fucking up people you know so um, i was thinking the same thing so what you're saying is you want to be like alexandria a safe place people, people can go to i i don't i don't know if i would want to call it a safe place that people can go to i think it is safe space people well, people that, that people, people safe. are welcome to after evaluation I, yes. would, I would say that it's not, hey, let's go put up boards and signs, you know, hours away. That way, if there are random stragglers, yeah. they can follow these signs and come here. Because then at that point, you're just setting yourself up for failure. I think it would be, we go out specifically for resources. And if we find stragglers, we, you know, if, if they think they are all right, or they have their own group that they're returning to and stuff fine by me do your own thing but if they genuinely need help and they speak up they're more than welcome in when brought in but after evaluation will be decided whether or not they can sleep there for the night and then they're going on their own way again with a few resources or if they're staying and then kai like I, you guys have the same mindset so i'm taking you the same way i like i'm wrong uh, yeah, like we said earlier, me and Nick kind of had this like random discussion yeah. one day. Uh, we'd pretty much be like, come as you are, like, leave as you please type shit. Um, definitely gonna try to help anybody along the way, but we're also not gonna take any bullshit. Right, yep. Um, but, um, I actually do want your opinion, Izzy. What? On, uh, your own question. Oh, um, I was thinking the same thing. I want them to be a place that people can feel safe. And if they'll, if it comes down to it, then things will take action. And if there are people will get punished if they don't follow so said rules that we make up. But I was thinking the same thing. Like you guys, I want people to feel safe when they're with us. Now, uh, I do have like a uh, transition question. Um, 
how, how different do you think your guys' demeanors would change? Uh, what do you like, like detailed wise? What do you mean? Like, do you think we're still gonna be all fucking goofy? Like, I'm always gonna be like the stoner guy. Bro, I'm I'm Deadpool. In this yes. bitch. I will never lose my humor. I don't I don't care who dies in front of me, who I lose. Like, yeah, I'll probably go in a deep dive. You know, weeks after something happens, because even when something happens in the moment, I I still have to be a survivalist. I still have to look out for who's beside me, who's with me, and myself, you know. But I will still try to keep that humor. But eventually it'll get down to me to where I need that. I need that mental release of, fuck, this shit's real. (laughs) And then it'll be right back to normal. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I want stuff that's happening change who I am. Like, let's say... We really like this guy who's in our group, and then he dies. I'm still gonna move on, but I will find time to mourn. Yeah. That, but, that's a very uh, good way uh, of putting it. Finding time uh, to mourn. Up and up until that point, we need to move on and get some more safe, and then we can mourn. I genuinely feel like I'm not gonna change a bit. Uh, I'm still gonna be like the socially awkward fucking social butterfly, which is a a hard fucking combo, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in that standard, I I feel like I still wouldn't change. I'd still be the noisy, obnoxious fucker. You know, I've been beatboxing since. Man, would still be ripping ass in his kid's (laughs) face every morning. (laughs) Hey, they do the same shit to me, though, you know? But, um, I've been beatboxing since I was 12. Like, I don't even do it professionally. I'm not ex- exceptionally good at it, but it's fun, you know? It's fun to practice, and then, like, I do it randomly throughout the day. Even when I'm not actually beatboxing, I'm just practicing two or three sounds and not making a beat out of it. I just practice making those sounds either within a rhythm or at, at a certain time speed. That way I can figure out how fast I can do it, how slow I can do it, stuff like that. Um, I still feel like I'd still be the noisy motherfucker. Until it came down to, I have to shut the fuck up or I will die. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I think I'm shit talking anybody who's threatening my life the most. Oh, by far. It's like, <laughs> like, you better put that gun down, you fucking crooked tooth motherfucker. What are you going to do? Huh? Not, even Not even that. If he aims at me, I'm just going to be like, do it. You won't. What are you, you going to do? Set me free? It's already hell <laughs> on earth. Like, what? <laughs> Um, well, uh, if there's any more questions, go ahead and like blurt them out. If not, I'll go ahead and get to some factual subjects about quote unquote zombies. This is going to be like one quick Gorgeous. (laughs) Stop. This is going to be my first question, but this is like a quick question. Yeah. So we all have pets, right? You have pets? Yeah, we, uh, we just recently got a cat. I've been wanting to get a great Dane. Uh, but with the kids in the house and stuff, um, they're still pretty little. So we'd have to either get a pup, which is still very playful, or we'd have to get a older Dane, um, quote unquote, gentle giants. Once they're, you know, once they reach a certain age, they're real calm and stuff until it's time to play. And then they're really excited. So we got a cat for now. Um, but yeah. All right. So this question might upset some of you Mm -hmm. viewers. It's an important question, I think. Dogs make a lot of noise. They nonstop bark. It's going to give us away. Would you kill your animal? No. 
even if I, I, would, put, I would put myself in danger knowing that eventually they will find somebody else to take care of them before that animal dies. Like, I would never take the steps to kill my own pet. If it is a Even random stray dog that's like, you don't know the condition on it, you know, it's just there and it's been hanging out, you've been feeding it, and then some shit goes down and it starts acting really fucking crazy to the point you don't know if it's going to attack yourself or not. At that point, probably. Like, I am a personal pet? No, never. Like I said, a quick question. <laughs> um, all right, so to the facts about this stuff, uh, I guarantee there's not a lot of viewers or even you guys that thought there would be facts about zombies. So um, <clears throat> some stuff that I did research-wise. Um, everyone thinks, at least, that zombies are... Hollywood-based ideas. It's fake. It's fictional. It would never happen, and we don't know if it could happen. Um, but uh, it's actually more real than what you guys would think. So our ideas of zombies actually come from Haiti, um, which they are like the epicenter of voodoo or aka witch doctors. Um, in Haiti, people actually believe witch doctors can turn them into zombies, and everyone doubted it. But in 1980, when a man, Clarvius Narcisse, started claiming that he, he is a zombie when he reached a hospital, uh, Clarvius said that he had been a zombie for 18 years, and doctors actually had proof that he did die. Those same doctors that saw him signed his death records and buried him uh, the next day after declaring he was dead. Um, it was also shown that he actually had a scar in his forehead from one of the nails being driven too hard into the wood during burial. Um, hmm. How do you guys think that that could actually happen? Like personally? I'll start with you. I don't... Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. So, oh. I, don't I don't think, think there's, there's really any, any logical, logical explanation, explanation. Um, that could be true, but at the same time, I'm sure there's something else that really did happen. Mm. Uh, since it was so long, there's nobody really left to say it's just like a he said she said type thing which if we're thinking about it like how many facts were just he said she said things like that's how myths were spread around you know what i mean yeah uh going on to you isaiah what do you what, what do you think i don't how how do you think it could have happened i don't believe that someone like a witch doctor or something like that can turn you into a zombie. Um, so but like I go ahead, go ahead. Like I'm, I'm going off Kyle CO two, and like I'm saying, it's just a he said she said thing. Mm. You kind of, kind of like oh the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, so going off of your guys's response, actually, I have some more about it. Um. A 
guy from Harvard, Wade Davis, uh, wanted to find out for himself if it was true, and he went to Haiti himself um, during his research time that he did have set there. He had heard uh, heard about zombie potions uh, from locals in town actually believing that there are still witch doctors there and are able to cause this. Um, so uh, he found a way to dig up some more time to like convey research and go to these places. Um, that way he can learn more about specifically zombie potions. Um, come to find out all of these potions contain the same ingredients. One of the main ingredients is, I'm probably botching this like crazy. Dyslexia is kicking me in the ass right now. It is tetrodotoxin. And it's actually a toxin that comes from puffer fish. And it can, when injected into the body, it can lower your vitals so low that if any medical personnel were to see you but didn't know it was in your system, they would declare you dead. Um, but it's actually used as the first step of this trick. Keyword, trick. Mm. The second main ingredient is called, once again, probably botching it, but Datura. It's a poisonous plant from East Africa. If you were given small doses of it, um, you'd be put in a zombified state of mind. So numb mentally, can't talk or walk properly, um, and would be kind of underneath a like, like quote unquote spell. When you, as you hear stuff being told to you, you kind of just follow. Um, but too much of either of these potions can and will kill you. Um, kind of going into that with um, Wade Davis's research uh, over these potions, he found out there is not an exact amount in each of these bottles. They weren't portioned. So come to find out, every single person that this has happened to, supposedly, it has been trial and error. Nobody knows the exact dosage for both of these ingredients to create that potion. But going back to what I said about the first ingredient being a trick is um, Clarius Narcisse was declared dead. Come to find out is because one of the main ingredients in this quote unquote zombie potion causes his vitals to drop below anything imaginable and doctors back then declared him dead so when after his burial this witch doctor dug him out of the grave and as he woke up he was told that he is dead and he is currently undead and he was brought back by this witch doctor but also the second ingredient that was in the potion that he was given causes him to be under a zombified state of mind. So everything he was hearing, he was believing. And he was forced to be a slave for her household for 18 years. That's crazy. What do you guys think about that? 
Like, do you think that's something that like genuinely actually happened or do you think that's something that could kind of be botched a little bit? I mean, there is a lot of stuff about Wade Davis. He is from Harvard and he did go to Haiti to like research about this stuff. But do you think there's actually like, do you guys think voodoo is actually real? There's people like witchcraft, witch doctors that genuinely like curse people and go out for this stuff. I think that could have happened because, like the the plant one, um, I've heard about that, and mm-hmm. um, those animals touching it, mm-hmm. and they have the exact same thing happen to them. Mm-hmm. But when they bit another animal, that animal also became like that. Yeah, so like infectious type of uh, reaction. Yeah. I thought about that plant just like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, it definitely does sound believable, uh, a lot more believable than him actually coming back to life. Um, it's, it's kind of wild that he let it go on for about 18 years before he kind of got at least a little suspicious and just walked out to somebody, you know? I mean, you also kind of have to think, though, with this plant, if it is actually how it went down, right? Anybody introduced to that plant is under a zombified state of mind. Like you have no recollection or mental stability to speak properly. You can't talk normal. You can't even walk normal. It's almost Continue. it's almost like you have just fentanyl in your body, and but you're all the time overdosing. You're not dead, but you can't move. You can't talk. It is just a zombified state of body and mind. I appreciate you putting it into the uh, fentanyl analogy, considering my mom's uh, drug abuse problem. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you fake ass. Like, 18 years, though? I don't know. Maybe like a Yeah, 18 years? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But um, like, what kind of... Oh, and the coming back to life—that has happened to a lot of people. Yeah, that's people uh, like, uh, that's, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to bring up the the second part of my research is that like there was like ingredients and plants involved, and specifically putting in that word that the first ingredient is put there to trick people. So there's a lot of people that believe in voodoo and witchcraft and you know spells and curses and stuff like that. Um, and there's a lot of people who are like, nah, that's bullshit. Like, there's no way that could ever fucking happen, you know? So if you pick the right target, and keep in mind, almost all of Haiti population genuinely believes there are real witch doctors that can really affect their lives. So if you find the right test subject and it works, the first ingredient is to make them die without literally killing them and so i believe that the potion thing could be real if you get the the exact amount of portion mm-hmm. and you find the right person yeah they could be quote-unquote a zombie if you get the portion right because like you said it was trying to test and fail because no one knows the exact portion but if you get the exact portion right i think you could quote unquote make someone a zombie yeah um well 
if there's no other questions that you guys kind of have towards like each other for a, zo a zombie apocalypse or some type of infectious uh, disease that causes some type of zombie outbreak um, or anything like that, uh, I'd say it's safe to say that we could end this podcast for the streamers. Wait, 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 wait. What's up? I thought you said I was getting Spotify premium out of this. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to loop me into some bullshit, bro. <laughs> no, but, uh, but, but, but... What I actually think it's going to cause a zombie outbreak is a scientific experiment gone wrong. I, I kind of have a belief that, like, there's already stuff like that happening throughout our government. It's just being hidden. Yeah, like, they're yeah, already like testing like... shit, and, like, they already have secured test subjects that are infectious. I genuinely believe, like, it's going to be, like, an evolution of, like, a certain bacteria mm. or virus, per se. I think if people want to make people zombies, like I said, the closest thing we have is babies. I think they're going to kind of, like, put babies into the mix. Mm -hmm. Maybe the neighbors trying to, like, find out if babies cure something and mix it in with the babies and then become a zombie. I think babies is going to be part of it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, I'd say it's safe to say that, um, we are good to end this podcast. Uh, before we do though, Kyle, is there anything that you want to shout out for yourself? Uh, maybe different platforms that people are able to chat with you, talk to you or see you. Uh, probably just my Twitch streams, uh, which for those of you who are listening, that might enjoy my luxurious New Zealand accent. Um, <laughs> uh, I do live streams almost daily, um, anywhere from two hours to I've streamed eight hours before. Uh, I do that over at Twitch TV slash Jonesy, uh, same way as you see in Discord here. Uh, Isaiah, is there anything that um, you have to like? I really don't have anything. Like I don't have anything out there yet. Gotcha. I have a console, so I can't do anything. Gotcha. Okay. Range. Um, Kyle, really quick, spell out the Jonesy because it is not showing up on stream. It just shows. It's a J X N S E Y Y. All right, and uh, for. Me, I is kind of the same thing. I try to stream uh, daily uh, from midnight to 2 a.m. Um, on twitch.tv forward slash dubforce343, all lowercase, no spaces. And for any viewers or listeners, we are creating a YouTube channel tonight as soon as we're done uh, with this episode to publish these. Um, and it will be under the same name as the podcast. So it will just be Discord Thoughts, as long as we all three agree to that. Or maybe like Discord Crazy Thoughts or anything like that. Do you guys have any ideas to add to an official name to a YouTube page? Uh, no, as long as my link's in the description. <laughs> <laughs> you have any thoughts, Isaiah? Or are we sticking with Discord Thoughts? Just, just call it thoughts. All right. Thoughts well, as in like idea thoughts or e-thoughts? Because <laughs> I'm down either way. <laughs> <laughs>
if you want both. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd say it's safe to say that uh, we're good to end this episode of the podcast. Uh, for now, stay stupid and visit us again. Peace. Peace. Yeah.